Now it should be a little bit better. Okay, so I have this, this crazy idea. Okay, just stick with me. <laughs> okay. Our topic today is going to be about like different alien things and whether they exist and all that fun stuff. So here's my crazy idea. What if I play the role of a skeptic, which I am, you play the role of someone who believes. And okay. I'm going to try to convince you why I'm right, and you're going to try to convince me why you're right. Let's give it a shot. Okay. So, what are we talking about today? We already told you. We're talking about aliens. What you got? Got a few stories about people being picked up by them, their aliens, and uh, taken up in the ship and whatnot. It's interesting to see some of the similarities and differences in those. There's one story that we've already done. It's one of the the biggest ones. Betty and Barney Hill. Betty and Barney Hill. That was maybe the first one that made it like mainstream media. Right. That's kind of considered to be the, the biggest first one. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. That is... What what year was that? Help me uh, out with the year. Well, 50, 60... Crap. Now I don't remember. Hold on. Betty and... Not Betty White. <laughs> Betty and Barney Hill was in 1961. September... 61. Okay. September 19th to 20th of 1961. And there were some others reported. The first one that we'll dive into was one that happened a few years before that. Ooh. But a lot of people that are skeptics will note people didn't really stop reporting these until after the big explosion of aliens and UFOs on the sci-fi scene, right? Right. All the comic books and things like that in the 50s of and crazy outer space man. Like in the... Um, what is it? Back to the Future. When, you know, he goes back in the first one and he crashes into the barn and he's got the, you know, the, the radiate, what is it? The, the suit. Radiation. Radiation, radiation suit. And he comes out and then they're like, the little boy looks at his little comic and it looks just like oh. that alien man. <laughs> and, and then they, of course they get the buckshot and they try to kill yeah. him and he's running away. But yeah. So that's one of the big things that skeptics point to a lot of the time when these things started reporting is that well, we didn't hear about a lot of these anyway until they started showing up in pop culture and science fiction. Whoa. Too much lime? Whoa, it just punched me in the face. Sorry. Yeah, you got me... Um, Modelo. Negro. Modelo with a lot of limo. And it was very uh, tarto. Sorry, go ahead. I'm offended. Sorry. I'm offended Deal with it's, it. your it's your Spanish. It's not Spanish, um, it's just me saying just it. Just add O on the end of anything. I'm ad living. Spending to speak Spanish. I'm okay. Ad living. So if we go back to 1957 in Brazil. In Brazil, okay. A guy named Antonio Vigas Boas. He was a farmer. He was out in his fields and what. Uh, October 16th, 1957. He sees this light. It's okay, whatever it is. He was working at night because it's friggin' hot during the day. Sure. Uh, he, so he was doing some plowing out in his fields, and he thought it looked like a red star at first. And, but the star got bigger and bigger and approached his position. It bit, got bigger, and he's like, wait a second. This is like a circle or an egg type of shape thing. And the red light was actually shooting out the front of it and it had this sort of round thing and a little bump on top. Some people call it, in, in the Wikipedia, they call it a, a cupola or a chupola or something like that. Like the architectural dome that goes in the top of a, a top of a building. Anyway, yeah. like you, like the stereotypical UFO 50s, thing. 60s flying yeah. saucer a with a bump with on top. A disc with a little bump on top, yeah. Yeah. 
and it started descending, it landed in its field, and it had the three little legs that still got the bottom. Of course, so something like this. Yes, okay. but with the, the legs, and it had red light shooting out of it. Okay. And he's like, you know what? Uh, I'm going to head out. SpongeBob getting up off the chair. I'm going to head out. Right. And he's like, hey, I got this tractor over here. I'm going to drive this tractor, and I'm going to go. Oh, I thought he was going to ram it or something. That would have been an awesome story. <laughs> going to ram it. <laughs> I'm going to get this backhoe and uproot this UFO. <laughs> Where to go that? Uh, but he's driving his tractor, and... Of course, the engine died and the lights went off. He's like, well, crap. <laughs> like, after a little bit, the thing stops. Of course, the aliens are controlling his tractor, right? Oh. So he bails out on foot, and he get they catch up to him. And this about five-foot-tall humanoid, looks human, but it's not human, I guess is what a humanoid means, wearing gray coveralls and a helmet. Why do, why do aliens always wear coveralls? I don't know. I mean, it's very industrial, I guess. That was um, that was what Betty and Barney Hill said. It was like this black. Actually, the way he described it was kind the the Jumpsuit. main. Well, no, the main guy looked like kind of a, a Nazi militant look to it. Mm. I remember that yeah, part remember of it. But everybody story. had like like almost shiny black. Um, what is it? Jumpsuit that kind of seemed like a second skin. But huh. all these aliens have jumpsuits. Did you like your quasi futuristic clothing? I just want to know who the tailor is. Like, who has that job in in outer space of being like, hey, we're going to need 30,000 of these jumpsuits. We're all pretty much the same size. So, you know, call yeah, Carol and similar and here. We don't really up. need to get fitted. Just fit one of us and it'll fit the rest of us. Right. He said it also was wearing some sort of helmet. Now, I don't know if this... I pictured it first like a, a construction worker's helmet. I'm picturing, like, the, you know, the kids who wear, like, the the football helmet, you know, like to help shape their head when it's no, developing. No, no, I'm not talking about disability. No, just oh. like you know, someone who goes around like, like they're not. There's nothing wrong with them, but they you know wear it because their parents are like super protective. Oh. So like wear this around, <laughs> like so a clumsy picture. kid. Yes, yes. Maybe he ran into the clumsy alien that oh had a helmet God. on. I don't know. Um, maybe it was the the spaceman helmet that had the visor, the shield in there with a little antenna sticking out. Who mm -hmm. knows. But instead of talking to him, it made noises like barks or yelps, which think, reminds me of Mars okay. attacks. I like, think, I think, uh, I'm just going to go on the record and say I think Antonio maybe had a little bit too much to drink, and his dog was just following him and maybe, barking at him. But is his dog five feet tall and wearing overalls and a helmet? I don't know what they're doing in Brazil in that time. Maybe they got some poppy <laughs> fields or something. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't say what he was growing in his there field. There you go. So, you know. Three more join the party, they subdue him, and they drag him inside the craft. Ooh. Yes. Once inside the craft, he said he was stripped of all his clothes and covered in, from head to toe in a strange gel. Maybe it's like hand sand. I don't know. They're like, we don't know what this guy has, so we're just going to sanitize him real quick. Sounds like a really freaky party. Well, <laughs> more than you realize. Okay. Because he was led into a large semicircular room through a doorway that had strange red symbols over it. And he says he was able to memorize these symbols and, and was able to just like draw and reproduce the symbols later for investigators. And uh, in this room, he said people took samples of his blood from his chin, which is weird. It's the best place. And they just left him alone there, uh, actually in a different room from that, for what he figured was about half an hour. 
And during this time, some sort of gas was pumped into the room, which made him violently ill. Some methane? I don't know what it was. <laughs> it's probably but... methane. And then after that, okay, they strip him naked, put gel over him, take him to a room, get a blood sample from his chin, then leave him alone for a while. Then they pump this gas in there that makes him puke his guts out. Then after that, another humanoid joins the room, but this one appeared to be female. About the same height, about five foot as the others. Small pointed chin, large blue cat-like eyes. Their hair on her head was long and white like a platinum blonde. But her underarm and pubic hair were bright red. <laughs> Curtain wasn't matching the drapes, apparently, <laughs> for this alien. Oh my god. Uh, <sighs> and he and the alien had sexual intercourse. And interestingly, he noted during this... She wasn't kissing him, but instead was nipping him on the chin, like biting his chin. Yeah, he totally got drunk or high, and his dog's like, hey, are you okay? And he thinks he's having sex with an alien, so with different colored pubes and stuff like that. Uh, That's my assessment here. Maybe. He said when it was all over, the female smiled at him, rubbing her belly and gesturing upwards. He took this to mean that she was going to raise their child in space. Sure. Uh-huh. Is this the one where... Um, I? There, I've heard a lot of different ones where he drew them and he, he like thinks he's got a, a wife from Venus or something. I think that's separate. Okay. There's one that's like that. I don't that, remember but... seeing those details associated with this. Okay. I haven't read his full accounts or anything. This is, um, you know, a, just a, a web perusal of the story, not a, sure. a full deep dive. And... Uh, he said that the female uh, seemed relieved that their, quote, task was over. I mean... And he felt angered by the situation because he had been more than... A little more than a, a good stallion for the humanoids. Jesus. He was used Jesus. for his seed. Yeah, I'm sure he, he... It took a lot of coaxing to be like, here's a woman, have sex with her. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no, I don't I've been out do in the fields for a long time yeah. now. Yeah. So they said, okay, well, here's your clothes back. Come on and take a tour of the ship. So they took him on a tour by the humanoid on a tour. He said, it, he was like, hey, I see this clock-like thing. I'm going to grab it so I'll have some evidence. I can prove this here. But they caught him and they took it back. Sounds um, very similar to Betty and Barney Hill. Then he was escorted off the ship and watched it as it took off, glowing brightly. And when he returned home, he discovered that four hours had passed. So time passing more than we think it has his, um, now this one, he doesn't this really feels like it lost time. The, one of the biggest differences about this one different from many of them is that he says he remembers all of it. He didn't have to go to a hypnotist or anything. This is all, Hey, this all happened to me. Maybe they forgot to zap him or whatever. I don't know. Oops, messed up. We'll get him next time. Tiger. Um, he later became a lawyer, married four children, and he hasn't wavered from his story the rest of his life until he died in 1991. Hmm. So that's 57. That's the earliest one that I could find that had all of this detail. There are uh, stories of incubus and succubus and fairy abductions. The people used to think that... A fairy abduction? Fairies, yes. Fairy would come in and then that's some cool. people thought that the fairies would actually take over the person and use that person's body or whatever. And it was the fairy that was... Fairies don't have a good connotation in a good part of history, apparently. 
but they would take the person and they would substitute themselves into the person's body. Oh. Yeah, weird. But as far as like what we know, the spaceship, the lights, and the taking up in the ship and the experiments and the, the hanky-panky with the aliens uh, with the bleach blonde hair. Um, it's all sort of, this is the first one I, I saw that had that much detail and fits sort of the mold we have here. Then, of course, we have Betty and Barney Hill, and you said 61, right? Yes. Uh, and if you haven't listened to that episode, just real quick, you probably can recap it faster than I can, but they just wanted to go out for a, a leisurely drive at night. No, they were, they were driving home from a, from a vacation. From vacation, and okay. And on this road, they saw you know, a light and it was following him and then they tried to get away and then they pull over and he gets, uh, he gets his binoculars out and he's looking at the craft and he's frozen in fear cause he's like, he's just scared at what he's seen. Uh, but then I think from there, they don't remember what happened. And later they, the next thing they remember is they're driving in their car and, it had been a long, long time where it was lost. And it wasn't until much later when Betty started having dreams of this uh, that led her to go and see a hypnotherapist. Mm -hmm. And she would go see the hypnotherapist. And I, I want to say they had they either had different hypnotherapists or they saw the hypnotherapist at different times. Separately, separately, yeah, and didn't collaborate just to so try to... So they're not influencing each other's right, stories. Right, right. And, and a lot of what we know about the story came from those sessions. And so they apparently took him on board. Betty was given... I mean, they, they kind of like measured everything and were trying to figure out how everything was working. And Betty got taken to kind of their main cabin or main captain's room and they she was shown a star map and that's what she later recalled as the star map some astrophysicist was uh, eventually trying to prove her right and found this little constellation that could have lined up with her star map that she drew to try to give some kind of credibility to it hmm. but, yeah i remember seeing that that some people were, were impressed with the accuracy that of what she reproduced from what she had remembered. Um, well, it's kind of a, I'm sorry to say, but it's kind of a shit drawing. <laughs> I could draw it like that. And then I remember the lady who was trying to prove or find this constellation had to work like years until she finally found something that would work. Had to so fit it she in, had to like... fit it somewhere. And if you look at our tapestry there, there are a lot of fucking stars yep. in the sky. So, you know, I think if you try enough combinations, you're going to find one. Hey, that could be this. Yeah. I so think I... it was Zeta Reticuli. Something Reticuli sticks mm. in my head. But it was some kind of constant. Anyway, so uh, I think Barney died first. And... Betty went on, you know, she was, they, she, they both stuck to their stories. And uh, I think her niece now still kind of carries on the legacy. She had, uh, the night that they got abducted, she had on this dress that when they got home and they were driving, it had this weird kind of pink powder on it that they've she's had analyzed by all these different scientists and they couldn't figure out what exactly it was. Mm -hmm. It was just nothing could explain it. 
it wasn't that they like could find. chemical analysis they weren't able to uh yeah it was just something maybe weird. they didn't have enough of a sample of it either to be able to test it hard I to don't say know. so that one was 61 right and that like we said before was one of the 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 biggest one at the time as far as people knowing about it about it being reported right there's pictures of them like with their drawings of the spaceships right. and stuff from back then and of course there are many others but there's one really interesting one that came up in 1969 okay and i don't know if i'm been around but if we do what the hell doesn't matter berkshire um uh, is this the bridge there is a bridge yeah okay you're pulling off the sure. same thing yeah ufo the the little the kid who's driving and he gives the the kid the his they see the light behind him and yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah yeah you've heard this story before then yeah a lot of these i've had okay. i have but i want to discuss it so go ahead okay uh sheffield bridge in a town in massachusetts massachusetts i can't i'm sorry i cannot say that right i have to say massachusetts because it's just something that's been in my head all my life, and it's hard to say it the right way. So, props to yeah, you for mass. saying it. Mass. I'll just call yeah. it Mass. Western Mass. Yeah. Little town, um, and this happened first of September, 1969. Nine-year-old Tom or Thomas Reed, he was riding in a car with his mother, his grandmother, and his brother. They were coming home from a restaurant, apparently, the family had. Mm-hmm. And um, they were crossing the Sheffield Bridge. And there's just some quotes from Tom. He said, I was giving my, my brother a little fireball candy. My grandmother turned around to see some lights coming up what looked like from behind the bridge or the trees. We all looked at it because it was kind of a self-contained glow. It rose up a little bit. It looked like it was following the dirt road, which I'm sure it probably didn't, but it appeared that way because... We could see it through the trees. The light mm. started to bleed through once we broke into a little bit of a clearing. Mm-hmm. We could see inside the car, so the light was flooding inside the car, so it was nighttime otherwise, and they could right. see. Um, and I think all the sound went away, too, because it was a summer night, so it had been loud, and this is back when, you know, you drive with your windows down and right. you didn't hear everything, but I think I remember, correct me if you see something different, that it just went like, eerily silent with that light yeah they saw an amber glow on both sides of the road and that, that, then that was the last thing we really remembered from the station wagon it came to a stop on the right side of the road everything got really calm they described it like being in the middle of a hurricane yeah like a change in the barometric pressure he said right and a dead silence then there was an eruption of crickets and frogs it got really loud that was it they have bits and pieces they put together since then um, like being in some sort of large hangar, mm-hmm. like the size of the football field. Other people were there. They were really confused. Then all of a sudden, they found themselves back inside the car. And the grandmother and the mom switched places. Yes. The mom and the grandmother had switched spots in the car. My question is, what was in that fireball candy? I don't know. Some acid or something? Because, I don't know. I It's the 60s. It's 69, right? So, I mean, yes. as, a, as a skeptic, I'm thinking, okay, what could have happened here? Could they be on something? I, now, to be fair, in this particular case, I know um, one of the radio stations got calls from numerous people who were reporting this incident. 
But then that that doesn't automatically to me mean it was aliens. And that's something I'm going to go back and forth with you on because to me, to just jump immediately to aliens is kind of like saying, fuck you, science, you know, like, let's look at some things that could possibly happen. Let's look at psychology of stress, what that can do, what government experiments, man. I mean, something like that. But I I don't know. uh, To me, there are more things that you can look at before you get to aliens yes there are absolutely but you are right it wasn't just this family that experienced something now as far as i know this is the only family that experienced the missing time and i think they let's see if they said how much time they're missing um it doesn't say it doesn't say much about missing time as far as how far they thought they were gone but they obviously something happened in between yeah because they don't have any memory of, of yeah. mom and them switching switching sides. They did have like 40 other witnesses saw something with the glowing lights going around the town. Mm-hmm. The other really interesting thing is that at the school the next day, all kinds of kids were drawing pictures of what they had seen. Mm-hmm. And all, a bunch of them looked exactly the same. Did they flying look saucer. like all the normal flying saucers yeah. that are in all the comic books of that time? Uh, well, I don't own any, com- own any comic books of that time. But we know the, the stereotypical thing that you just talked about in the first one. The, the dome, mm-hmm. the little saucer thing yeah. with the little dome on top. Mm-hmm. Wow. All the kids drew something that was an iconic figure. That's crazy. It must mean it's true. Well, yeah, it does. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, why else would they be drawn this picture because they don't have to do schoolwork duh maybe it was schoolwork maybe the teacher was like hey something weird happened last night did let's, you something yeah we all saw it okay everybody draw a picture of it let's cancel the math quiz yay yes i lost my place do 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 okay all right excuse me yeah the local radio station which was wsbs <laughs> there you go. I, they see, were broadcasting job, accounts to the event as people were calling we're in. We're done. Uh, and eventually, 45 years later, a historical society in the area, area recognized it as a uh, the first off-world slash UFO case in U.S. history. Yes, and I know some of the drawings from the children are in the museum. I'm like, yes, really? As well as a really? replica of what they saw and some humanoids standing there with it. Jesus. Reed said, yeah, we encountered something. It was definitely not of this world. We had a black and white television at the time, and the imagery that we saw in this thing was unbelievable. I guess though he's pointing his fingers like, we couldn't have even imagined this. It's not something we could have seen on TV and said, you know, this is what it was. Uh, there were lights that looked like fluorescent tubing inside this hangar. This hangar thing we were in was huge, larger than a football field. Hallway we had seen was circular with a Y configuration to control flow of traffic. This one room had a bowed-in wall that was rounded. This is not something you would have seen in 1969 anywhere else. I have no idea where I was, but I know what we saw was very different from anything I've seen even today, 50 years later. And like you said, um, a replica... I was just showing you... Uh, of a purported yes. photo of the similar craft. Yes. I think UFO technology has come a long way even since then. Uh, let's hope. So there's that one, 1969, not just one person reporting it, a bunch of people saw something 
on that same night. So I want to see, are you going to have more of a timeline or are you going to jump right ahead to the ones that happened in 2015? I'm more bringing up this up because it's top of mind because of there have been increases of reported sightings, especially by the declassified stuff from the military. Yes, and did you read uh, the, the news stories on the report? It's inconclusive. So we spent billions of dollars <laughs> having the um, government just tell us the evidence is inconclusive. We don't know. It, hey, one big thing is that we don't call them UFOs anymore. They're, they're UAPs. What does that stand Unidentified for? Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon. Oh, okay. We don't even know if it's a flying object. It's something that's happening in the air. Can be. Um, Can be. The footage is pretty interesting of those. You know, the, the pilots, like, freaking out sort of a real interesting reaction. Like, yeah. holy crap, look at this thing. Are you seeing this thing go? It's going so fast. Yeah. Um, and the, the, the radar, the leaked radar footage of being the um, aircraft carrier being swarmed by a bunch of them. I honestly... I think this is some kind of top secret thing, and people are like, "No, no, we've we've we, we talked to those, you know, and it's nothing." And they're they're saying this isn't from their airspace or whatever. I'm like, "You think they're going to tell you about some top <laughs> secret thing that they're working on?" Like, I will say some of them that are reported probably are. Like, there is a triangle shaped airplane of some sort that's in development. Is what sure. I'm saying is that. Uh, the lights on the bottom probably it's probably something that has the vertical takeoff and landing so it can hover and take off quickly that sort of a thing um i do think a lot of these things are past whatever technology we have at this point our capabilities um at this point but one of the things that that we've talked about with the missing time a lot of them say Normally it's, oh, I was gone for an hour, two hours, four hours. There's one guy that, the story you know pretty well, he was gone for over five days. Mm-hmm. You know which one I'm talking about there? Travis, Travis Walton. Walton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was up with some friends in the Apache Sitgreaves National Forests near Snowflake, Arizona. I think right. that's kind of funny, Snowflake, Arizona. But. And they were um, working on cutting down trees, right? Mm-hmm. And logging, I guess, is what that's called. Yes, that is what that's called. Okay. And <laughs> Yay. So they're out there cutting down trees, whatever, doing their logging. And they saw this thing coming down with the bright lights. And he, they're scared shitless. But he's like, whoa, what's this? I'm going to go check it out. Right, exactly. He goes closer to it. And then also the this lights big, zap him and yeah, knock him boom, out. boom, and knock him out and... Then I think he disappears after that. Like they, like when it hits him, they can't find him, right? Yeah, they take off. Oh, they take off. Yeah, good friends. Um, yeah, they're so scared they leave. They're like, "Hey, man, let me go help you." They're like, "Uh, bye. Yeah, good luck out. with all that." Um, and then when they finally come down and go back and try to find him, they can't find him. Right. He's not there anymore. And then it's wait like five days later that he shows up. Five days and six hours. They got helicopters up there, dogs. He says he just all of a sudden, hey, I'm on the side of the road. And there's this thing flying off. He sees it flying off. Right. Then he go to like a payphone at a gas station or something. He calls his brother and he's like, hey, I'm here. Can you come pick me up? Or something like that. And now I can't remember exactly. I remember the there were like sheriffs and things going to his mother's house and telling him, you know, kind of, this is what happened. And, and the mom was something like, figures, 
Yeah, like she said something really cryptic. Um, let me see if I can find that real quick. So, Travis Walton, mom, comment. I remember reading that someone said that he sort of studied them. Like he was yeah, into yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, yeah. He always <laughs> said that with happier figures. I can't even remember what it was, but it was something... It was something that was just kind of an odd thing for a mom to say when you come and you're like, hey, your son's missing. This happened. Some weird thing happened to him, and now we can't find where this happened. Yeah. A little, little strange. Going back to what happened, what he remembers. Of course, this was a saucer-shaped shaped object again. Um... He woke in a room that he thought was like a hospital, a hospital-like room, being observed, observed by three short, bald creatures. A lot of people, when they have just the visitations, maybe not necessarily the abductions, or sometimes the abductions, they just call them the bald men. Mm -hmm. uh, he claimed that he fought with them until a human wearing a red helmet, oh, excuse me, a helmet, doesn't say what color it was, a helmet led him to another room where he blacked out, and three other humans put a clear plastic face mac, uh, clear plastic mask over his face. And he doesn't remember anything else until he found himself walking along a highway five days later with the flying saucer departing above him. Mm-hmm. Now, mm -hmm. dude's gone for five days. They have no idea where he is. And his friends, or his co-workers anyway, have this story Big this story, crazy yeah. ass story about the aliens and flying saucer right so what happened to them they um the police assumed that they killed him and they did but they were like well we'll take a polygraph and everything like that mm -hmm. and i think they were all positive or they were all good except for one was inconclusive yeah that's what i read as well now some people will say oh well the way they do the polygraph test yeah was polygraphs right, are not they're not uh, right anyway. no. And they, and he himself, I think, took polygraphs for a story. And he's right. another person that has stuck to his story all his life. Sure. And one thing that some people would say would be a strike against him would be that he's actually capitalized off it because it became such a big thing. Let's mm -hmm. write a book. Let's do a movie. And he still goes out and does speaking engagements right. and whatnot. Um, and, you know, if you got a story to tell, tell it. But it's interesting that how many of these similarities are there. I've always leaned toward, you know, the, the Mythbusters confirmed or plausible. Yes, I've leaned yes. toward plausible. Have, have they done a Mythbusters on UFOs? No. How could they possibly test it? I don't know, but that would be badass. <laughs> that would be really cool. Let's make our own interstellar spaceship and see if it works. And I don't if know. so, it's confirmed. I don't know. Well, um, like they did. I the one that sticks out to me the most is the Jaws one, the Jaws movie. They were trying to test different things, mm -hmm. like would it really? If you shot the the tank, would it really explode? Yeah, and that was turns into more like a missile at best. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that would be some kind of cool thing. Now, one thing that I do find kind of interesting about the tra uh, the Travis Walton case is the area where it happened, where this took place. Mm -hmm. There's been like this weird growth thing within yeah, I this saw that. thing. So, you know, I think something might have happened to him, but again, I don't, I can't just jump right to aliens. I don't have an answer, so it must be aliens. Yeah, Crazy exactly. guy with the hair. I, 
I think there's too much top secret stuff going on. I mean, God, the, people have been pressing the U.S. government to declassify things with Area 51, and they, you know, are dragging their feet. They won't. It's classified, classified. Shit, it's like 50 years later, we're still trying to find out what the hell happened with JFK. You know, there's there's so much mystery around it. I think things have been tested and then covered up. More sure. of a conspiracy thing, if there you There was that thing we watched about the, the guy who claimed to have been working in one of those secret areas and trying to deconstruct the mm -hmm. alien technology. Right. And he claimed to have seen a number of, of different things in there. Yeah. That I don't think that was even Area 51. He was like inside of a mountain or something. Yeah. Um, but what if it's a combination? What if it's aliens and the government or Google? So let's nuke Google. So um, what if it's a combination of psychedelic drugs and paranormia? Paranoia. That can make him disappear off the face of the earth for five days? It's a forest. It's a big forest. And they left, and it took a while to get away, and it took a while to tell people, and it took a while for them to come back. So they were all tripping? No, I'm saying in the time that they were gone. Okay, but he what about the bright off. lights and the, the alien spacecraft? I think it might have been some kind of top secret thing that he got, like with the Diet Love Pass thing, where. That was the one where the hikers went up there yes. and they got weird things, which I want to talk about that one in another case. Oh, but. yeah. You know, it's funny. I lose track of what we've talked about and what we've listened to other people talk about. I know. We're always doing both. But, I mean, it's, this is a fun discussion because I, part of me honestly really does want to believe that something cool out is out there. I don't know exactly what it is, but something's cool. But there's just too many things that it could be before I get to that point. Mm -hmm. That once we've crossed all those things off. Yeah, I, I would love if the government would just be like, we're going to disprove this right here and now. This is what we know. And this is what we tested. It, it hurt a lot of people that we covered up. But this is why. So yeah. stop thinking it's this. Because I think that's more plausible. Yeah, we definitely have heard a lot of people testing things. That's for damn sure. Yes. Like, let's just inject people with radioactive crap and see, see what, what happens. See what happens. Yes. Let's observe the results. It's right. science. Right. Put a lab coat on. It's automatically science. Yeah. Um, but, and there's a lot of that stuff that they'll, they'll never fully own up to, even though we found out some of it along the way. Right. But... Just like a lot of other things, maybe paranormal related, yeah. you look at all of the evidence that's out there. Mm -hmm. Of course, there's a bunch of it that's faked for attention. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people maybe if like just to see if they could, they faked it, you know. Yeah. Uh, but there's a bunch of stuff out there that doesn't seem as likely to be fake just from looking at it. And you look at all the things, the stories, and the pictures, and the videos, and the accounts, and um, for me, I start to wonder, yeah, none of this is proved. We're probably never going to know for sure in our lifetime, but does it make more sense that it's possibly true than make more sense that it's possible, that it's likely not true? To me, it makes more sense that it's, that, that it's likely there's some truth to it somewhere along the line. 
Well, this is a good discussion and I'm actually really interested in what y'all think because again, I, I think it could be a really cool thing if it did happen or if it was true, but there's just too many other things that haven't been ruled out yet. The human mind, the, the things that we can see, I mean, I'm not saying everybody who's ever had this uh, an experience is um, mentally ill or anything, but I mean, think think of schizophrenia. You have you see auditory and hear, or you, I'm sorry, you hear auditory hallucin hallucinations. You see it and that aren't there, real. and they're real to that person, yeah. but they aren't real in you know reality. That's just what their mind is showing you. If that can happen with someone like this, someone who has schizophrenia, why can't it happen to somebody else for under stress or under these circumstances? Like, those are the kind of things that I want to rule out yeah. first. Yeah, for sure. And then, but say you apply that to the guy in Brazil in 1957. Oh, he was tripping balls. Okay. 100%. Had a great night with an alien lady. Sure. It was his dog. <laughs> <laughs> but to him, the reality at that time and for all of his life is it was an alien lady. Um, but then that doesn't extend to being able to account for things with multiple witnesses. Like the thing that happened in that town where 40 people saw something flying around, the lights going around like that. All of those people weren't having a schizophrenic no, 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 episode. No, 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 And I'm not saying that applies to everything. In those cases where multiple people are seeing this, I, excuse me, I do think something is actually there and happening. But again, there's more things that it could be before I get to aliens. Something being tested. And people all happen to see it. And the government's like, oh, crap, cover it up, cover it up, cover it up. People saw this. They're reporting it. Hush them up. Men in black. All Could that be the Powerpuff Girls. No. Well, anything else you want to say on this? Because I'm ready to close this and go have some okay. spaghetti. Spaghetti. Heck yes. Uh, no. I'd love to hear if anybody y'all have seen something or experienced something. I think the dog's trying to ram through the door, so yeah, that's appreciate y'all listening. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great week. We'll see y'all soon. Bye.